yo 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 what is up what is up and again what is up everybody it is your man i do a barber back with another beyond the chair podcast i know you guys were wondering i know you were worried where did he go did he get hit by a car did he just stop podcasting did he quit barbering no none of those questions remain true i was just on a little bit of vacation you know, it was a little bit difficult to get this podcast going while I was on vacation. I had some things going on on those days where I typically do the podcast. So that means it wasn't possible. But for me being so absent, of course, I have to come back with some good news. I have to come back with a dope podcast. I couldn't leave you guys hanging, right? So good news is because a lot of people were asking about this, this podcast can not only be found on Anchor, but of course, you know, for those of you guys that are watching live on YouTube right now, of course, you can find it live here on YouTube, and it can also be found on the Anchor app, but I'm pleased to announce that you can listen to this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts, all that stuff. So just search I Do It Space Barber, and then you can find the podcast there. So I'm so happy to announce that you guys can actually now listen to this in that format because I know a lot of people were asking and I understood because if you didn't download the Anchor app, I understand where it's a lot easier to listen to this and do other background tasks or not have to waste so much battery life on your phone without just listening you know, to this podcast on YouTube because that does the and it can drain your battery and also the Wi-Fi and all that stuff. So that's beyond the point, but I'm back. And I'm ready to talk about some good stuff that uh, that involves barbering. So if you guys like 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 this always is, if you guys have questions, leave them in the comments below. I'm going to get this thing on and cracking because, hey, there's no better time than the present. And let's not waste any time. Let's just get right into this thing. So like I always say, if you guys do have questions, leave them in the comments below. Because, of course, you can always ask me anything. I am down for whatever. So I'll, I'll usually save the topics for after the discussion. But let's get right into the discussion. And this is a hot, hot topic. And I think this will be a, this will forever be a hot topic when it comes to barbering. And that is how much to charge? How much do you charge? That's the real question. I, I really would like to pose that question to a lot of people out there, barbers specifically, how much do you charge for a haircut? I know how much I charge for a haircut. Now, the reason I bring this up is because through the holiday or not, yeah, I guess you could say through the holiday, I was with family and a few of them asked me to cut their hair. And of, of course, I happily obliged. But what's what came from that was also a conversation. And a few of them that chose to get haircuts, they were cool. But then I, for the first vacation, I brought my clippers with me. It was cool. I did a, lot, a couple live demo haircuts for a school, spoke at the school, cut a few people, did some house calls, things like that. Shot a few haircut tutorials while I was on vacation in Florida. So that was cool. Then the second vacation, when we came back and went on another vacation, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to bring my clippers because everyone's coming from out of town. I would assume that they got their haircuts, right? I would assume everyone who's going on vacation knows to get their haircut. Now, of course, some of that did, them didn't. They know that I'm a barber, but of course, they didn't notify me of this. So it just is what it is. So I'm just thinking to myself, I don't need it. And plus, what ended up happening was before I actually left on vacation, I cut a few of my relatives before they actually went on vacation. So I didn't have to worry about that. So what happened was they were like, oh, man, da, 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 da. yeah, I wish you would have come. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, I would have gave you this much. I was like, oh, that's not how much I charge. And, you know, they I guess they were thinking about what they typically pay at their barber shop or pay their barber. Now, here's the thing. I've noticed a lot of people have it in their mind. It's ingrained in their mind that haircuts should be anywhere between 15 to $20. That's a that's what a lot of people are accustomed to. Now, my thing is this. 15 to $20, they were charging this like 20 years ago. Now, in my opinion, and I think if you're if you're a logical thinking person, this makes sense to you. If something is the same price it was 15, 20, 25 years ago, 
that industry is probably dead. Now, the barbering industry or the hair industry is not dead. It's thriving more than it's ever have before. But in a lot of cases, haircuts are still the same price as they were 15, 20, 25 years ago. I remember when I was younger and the haircut was around when I was like a teenager. This was well over 20 years ago and the haircut was around $15. So why in 2018 should a haircut be 15 to $20? That makes no sense to me. What And what also doesn't make sense is, well, it does make sense because that's just a part of evolution, but the price of housing has gone up. Rent goes up. The price of cars goes up. The price of food, gas, all these other life essentials that we need within our daily lives. All of these things are just more expensive. But the price of a haircut for a lot of barbers remains the same. Now, as a barber who really cares for the industry and that's if you care some barbers don't some barbers look at this as just a hustle some barbers really respect the craft i respect the craft i don't look at this as just a hustle this is livelihood this is how you feed your family it's how i feed my family and other barbers think differently when it comes to this but <clears throat> the crazy part is if you're that barber especially if you've been in the game for a long time, shame on you. If you've been in the game for, you know, 20, 15, 20 years, or even 10 to 20 years, and you're still charging 15 to $20 for a haircut, shame on you because how are you living like this? Unless you're just bulk cutting, bulk cutting, you're, you're cutting like multiple heads throughout the day and you're just banging them out. That's not realistic. That's not how I would want to work when I'm at my 15 10, 20 year mark of cutting hair. I don't want to be reliant on having to cut 20 to 25 heads a day just to survive at 15 to $20 a haircut. That's not an idealistic lifestyle for me. That's just my opinion, you know, and, and hey, if someone else likes that lifestyle and likes to work that hard, cool. You know, everyone has different preferences, but why work harder when you can work smarter and less? And the case is you see a lot of barbers nowadays, they're charging upwards of 30, 40, 50 dollars a haircut. And a lot of barbers, when I tell people and how much I charge, they're like, really? Or not even barbers, but customers. They're like, really? Ooh. And I'm like, no, this is I mean, look, my price is what I think haircuts, all haircuts should start off at. I think haircuts should all start off at 30 dollars. I don't think haircuts should be no less than $30. And now here's the funny thing about that as well. Let me bring up this chat because I'm trying to see if you guys are typing anything in the chat because I cannot see the chat for some reason. Let me see if this is working. Let me go back. But the funny thing about that is this. When I think about that, I'm always saying to myself, hmm, okay. There's plenty of people that don't want to pay it, but I always tell people, I know a lot of people that are, are happy and willing to pay 30 plus for a haircut. And you'll be surprised to note that I run into a lot of people that, <clears throat> that get their haircuts in that price range of 30 plus that really don't know that much about the hair. They don't really know what a real good haircut looks like and a bad haircut looks like a lot of them they're just like oh i don't care you know just hair you know whatever yeah just do whatever and they're paying 30 plus you would think you know for the small-minded barber or the barber that charges less they would think that they'd have to do a stellar job they'd have to do like this all-encompassing service where they're like rubbing feet rubbing hands massaging you know waxing do, doing all this crazy stuff to get this amount but no you do not the funny thing is the people that pay the cheapest price for haircuts really know what a good haircut looks like it's funny how that works because the people that pay that small price they're the most pickiest a lot of the times and what happens is they know what a real good haircut looks like and what a good haircut should or shouldn't look like they know this but some of the people that pay those high prices they don't they're just content and they're happy i have uh I have clients like that now they just get a haircut and they're cool with it and it is what it is i'm I, i'm just like okay um i guess you're just a nice guy because if you tell me this guy keeps messing you up or you tell me 
this guy doesn't know how to cut hair. I'm just thinking to myself, wow, I can't lose. That's what I'm thinking. And that that's my mindset. Like, I, I think that when I hear people say these things and I look at the people that are successful and I'm not hating on these people in the slightest, it's actually motivation and it's actually comforting to know that if this person can do this and get paid, imagine what I could do. I don't I don't hate on the the next person or any other barbers. You know, if they, let's say they're they're let's say they're not on your level, right? Let's let's just have an open conversation. So you're looking at a barber and you're saying, "Man, this dude's not on my level. I'm way better than him." But he might make more money than you. Now, hmm, that is something that you should really bring to your attention because you would have to think if you're not a hater, if you're open and you're willing to learn, you're you're trying to find different ways to succeed. There's something that this guy is doing right. There's something for you to look at. I mean, outside of the haircuts, mind you, but there's something that he's doing right and something that you could potentially learn from this person because, hey, if he's making more money than you, he has more clientele than you, he's more successful than you in the barbering industry. There's something you might want to look at when it comes to this person because, hey, not always the guy or girl who cuts the hair the best makes the most money. That's it's so true. And, and that goes not even just in haircutting in life. You know, look at a lot of the things that are going on nowadays. A lot of these people that are rich, especially that got rich through social media or Internet fame and stuff like that. When you look at these people, a lot of them aren't that bright, but somehow, some way people are interested in this person. They turned out to go from rags to riches. These people, they're, they're hot, like highly popular and they're rich. They're living out in LA, living good lifestyles and all that stuff just because of something they've done on the internet or social media. Now that makes you wonder, there is something to look at when it comes to this person, because Hey, no matter how stupid they may seem online, they did something right. At the end of the day, they did something right. So there is something to look at when it comes to that. And I always tell people, even when it comes to this YouTube thing, and I talk to some other barbers when it comes to YouTube, and I always say, not the, be the best barbers on YouTube don't have the biggest following. Like I, I look at a lot of barbers, and I'm not going to name any names, but when I look at a lot of barbers when it comes to this YouTube thing, I'm like, man, why do they not have more subscribers? Like, why do they not get more attention? And that's just how it is. Some barbers get a lot more attention on YouTube that really shouldn't get that much attention. I'm just going to be honest. This is what it is. Not hating, but when it comes to overall skill and knowledge of the craft, there are, a lot, there are some things that are lacking. But there is something, obviously, that people like about this person. And YouTube is a totally different animal because... It's it's just there's there's so much, and we're not even gonna have a YouTube conversation in this podcast. Let me see. What in the world? Don't know what that was. I'm trying to bring up this chat. Let me see if I can bring up the chat. But back to these haircut prices. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like, hmm, this doesn't seem hard to me, but I tell people like my cousins and some of my family members, I told them that haircuts should be at least $30. Now, the thing is, how do we get there? How do we get to where we can charge 30, 40, 45, $50 for a haircut? And a lot of you may think like, wow, that's a lot. Like, geez, like, how am I going to charge this much? Like, like people, they're not going to pay this much. Trust me when I tell you this, people have the money. The thing is, when it comes to educating a client on why they should be paying this much or why you're actually charging this much for a haircut. It comes down to education. A lot of people don't know these things. When I tell people why it's $30 or more for haircuts, I actually have to educate them. And then once I explain, they understand. But the thing is, how are you going to educate millions of people? It's, that's tough. It takes a lot of money because essentially at the end of the day, to educate this many people, it's going to take money or unity. Here's the thing. If all of the barbers one day just woke up and said, hey, we're not charging anything less than $30 for haircuts, what does the consumer have to do? They're going to pay $30 
or more for a haircut. Same thing with gas. We all have cars for most people, for the most part. Most people drive cars. The most people uh, driving a car is essential to their daily life and the way they actually support their families, whether you're an Uber driver, taxi driver, whether you uh, need this car to drive to work, need this car to go from A to B to do whatever it is. If they raise the price of gas to $5 per gallon tomorrow, you have no choice. Now you're going to you're going to grin, you're going to cringe, you're going to like fight punch like Trey and and boys in the hood when he came home after he got pulled over by the police. You're going to be like that. But the thing is, you're going to pay it. Reluctantly, but you're going to pay it because you have to. It's a necessity. It's one of those things. If you value going to work, if you value making a living, you need this to actually make money. You need this because you have to get to work and otherwise you're going to be fired. Then you're going to be working at McDonald's. You need to do this. So we're going to pay $5. Now, will we be smarter about how we use our gas? Probably, you know, you probably won't just be riding around giving your friends rides here and there and goofing off, you know what I'm saying? Letting the car run and do all this crazy stuff. You're going to be very efficient. You're going to map out your commutes to where the mileage is at a very specific number, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to pay it just like food. If the food goes up or whatever you would like to indulge in, just imagine whatever you pay for. And your groceries, or if let's say if you even eat out, right? If you eat out, just imagine your groceries, or if you eat out, imagine if that price doubled or tripled, you're gonna pay it because you have no choice. If everyone is on the same page, unity, you have to pay it. You're gonna pay it, and unless you're just gonna grow a garden. I mean, look, I actually happen to have one in my backyard, but that's not gonna sustain me for a lifetime you know the size of the garden is not going to sustain me for a lifetime you know what i'm saying and not everyone has space to grow a garden for that matter not everyone owns land so think about it you're going to pay it so if we all stuck together as barbers and said hey no more tomfoolery no more shenanigans let's raise our prices no less than 30 dollars for a haircut the customers have to pay it. Now, then I know some people are thinking like, oh, then that's going to force everyone to start cutting their hair at home and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to have all these renegade barbers. Look, we already have enough renegade barbers, but here's the deal. People are going to get tired of messing their hair up. And look, let's be honest. As barbers, we know we've seen some people out there with some messed up haircuts already. And I see them. I know you guys see them. And I always feel bad for the people, too, because sometimes, like, I know who did it, especially when it's a family. And let's say the father's with the kids and the kids got a messed up haircut. Then the dad has a messed up haircut. And I'm just thinking to myself, dang, dad, you you did yourself bad. But then you, you didn't even just stop at yourself. You did your kids bad. I'm just like... Uh, I just want to hand him a card. You know what I'm saying? Just want to hand him a card. But the thing is, this isn't difficult. This is not difficult. All, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I remember this when I used to own my taxi business. A lot of the taxi drivers like to undercut each other. They're like, it's, it's like the race to the bottom. And I noticed when I got into Barber and I saw the same thing. There's a, this, this, this urgent need to race to the bottom. Everyone wants to race to the bottom so they can get the cheapest price and get the most customers in doing so. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Cheap is not always the best option. Undercutting everyone is not always the best option because you're going to work so hard to make so little. And then these people, the, the, the worst part about people that are so cheap, they want the most out of everything that is cheap. Like, and I'm not saying everyone, but there is a, a, a good amount of people that like to pay less, they want the most, they want the biggest bang for their money for that little amount that they're paying. And I noticed this in the taxi industry when I was doing this. In the beginning, I used to be that guy who used to the undercut. And then I start to think like, man, I'm working really hard and I may, I'm, I'm making money, mind you, but I know I could be making more. So what I did was I got rid of all, the, all of the discounts. I didn't offer any more discounts. And I just charged full price. And I noticed I was working a lot less, making even more money. And then what ended up happening was I ended up gaining more clients from this. Now, 
in do also in doing that, I talked to some of the other taxi cab owners. And what I said was, I'm like, dude, how about us as taxi cab owners talk to our drivers and say, hey, let's stop undercutting each other. Let's stop charging these cheap prices and we could all win together and we just charge full price because, hey, at the end of the day, the customer has no choice. They can't do it. They can't. So, of course, that failed. Yeah. Big, big fat L right there because people, the egos, whether it's egos or, you know, money, you know, when, when there's money involved in a lot of stuff, you have egos, you have pride. And, you, and it's just difficult when you're trying to negotiate stuff about money and tell people how they what they should do with their money and how how they should run this and that. But whatever. So, like I said, big fat L, it did not work. But I went to, I went on to do my thing. And me and a few others, we stuck to our guns for the most part, and we made a lot of money doing so. But the same thing, like I say, with the taxi industry. I mean, it's funny how a lot of things correlate from the taxi business to barbering. It's very funny. And I've said this before in a few videos that there's a lot of similarities. You know, it's a cash business for the most part. And, you know, like some of them aren't, some of them are, but for the most part, it's a cash business. You're dealing with people that are self-employed. They get cash every day. They get tips. They have a lot of freedom to do what they want. There are a lot of irresponsible people. Uh, you have to get licensing to get this job, just like barbering. Same thing with that. You have to get licensing to do this job. Uh, you deal with a lot of people that are unprofessional. That that That's if they're not trained, which for me, I trained all the drivers that I had. I trained them. And in that training, that actually prevents a lot of problems, which we're not going to go into that because that's a whole nother episode. I don't even feel like dealing with that in this episode. But if you guys have questions, let me pull up the chat. I have no maybe the chat is not working. Either the chat's not working or you guys are being extremely shy. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's one or the other. I'm not, I'm not sure. I hope I can only hope. I don't think. I disabled the chat. Let's see if when it pops up here. Oh, wow. Yikes. <laughs> I just pulled up the chat. Wow. Okay. So uh, I, I see a bunch of you guys. I'm going to give you guys some shout outs. Uh, let me give you guys some shout outs. Christopher Escobar. I see you in the comments. Reginald Smith. I see you in the comments. Reality check. I see you in the comments. Uh, Cholo La Wankster. <laughs> I see you in the comments. Uh, let's see who else is in the comments. Denora Garcia, I see you in the comments. Boy, oh boy, I'm sorry. I, I did not see all of these comments. But <laughs> um, I'm reading some of you guys' comments, and it, it's quite funny. Uh, Reality Check says, cosmetologists and barbers are immune from recession, according to my first, my first teacher in 15. Yeah, that is true. This is an industry where you don't have to worry about a depression, a recession. You know, we we can make money in all climates because of the nature of our job. People need us. People need to look good. People need haircuts. Mind you, if you go out and look at some of the other characters that run around here that have like horrible, not even just horrible haircuts, but just overgrown hair. They look like sheep. You know, these people that get their haircut once every three to five months, it looks like, you know, of course, there are those people that are like that. And oh, here's another funny thing. For a, a person like this, I'm, oh, ooh, let me just burn this, this, this type of client. For the person that gets their haircut every three to six months, they... This person should not have a problem paying 30 plus for a haircut because there are people out there that get their haircut every week. I used to get my haircut every week when I had hair, you know, I'm bald now. But when I had hair, I used to there was one point where I used to get my haircut every week and there are people that get their haircuts every two weeks, three weeks, every month, whatever, whatever hairstyle you you have and whatever time frame it takes to maintain that style. Whatever it is, cool. You, you know, do you. But for the person that that waits three to six months to get a haircut, you shouldn't have a problem paying 30 to 30 plus for a haircut. You shouldn't be out here trying to finesse and finagle people like, oh man, I only got 20, man. Would you take 20? No, 
No, I'm sorry. No, no, this I'm a professional. This is what I do. I, I, I put all this time into the, to this profession, not to be undercut by you. There's plenty of people that I'm sure will do this for you for this price. I can give you a number. Good luck. But you're not going to get that done here, especially when you're only getting your haircut every three to six months. So just imagine if you're getting your haircut every three to six months. So let's say the three month schedule. Right. And he, this is four times four haircuts a year is what this guy's getting. And he's only paying one hundred and twenty dollars a year to get his haircut. One hundred and twenty dollars a year for a haircut. Now, let's say he's getting his haircut every six months. That's only sixty dollars. What do you have to complain about? There is nothing to complain about when you're when you're getting your haircut. Was it two, three, four times a year? You should have no problem paying that price. This is this is just very very crazy. Yeah, man. A reality check says he knows a dude who has no license and no formal education who has been flipping sixty dollars per client for house calls for six years. I've tried to talk him into school. Plus CA state board licensing, I failed. <laughs> yeah, that uh that does happen. And <laughs> yeah, that does happen. You know, th there's people that and, and here's the thing, reality check. You say he's charging $60 for house calls. That's a little cheap, in my opinion. I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. You know, you can get a lot more money for doing house calls than $60. I'm just saying, but there's really good money in barbering. Um and here's another thing uh, that I wanted to talk about when it comes to pricing. People, I know a lot of people complain and they have that thing where they say to themselves, why am I going to pay this dude 30, 40, 50 dollars for a haircut, but it only takes him 20 minutes to do it or it only takes him 30 minutes to do it. Let me remind people and let me remind this is just something for you guys to take with you where you can explain this to someone else. And hopefully this shines some light onto why someone's charging 30, 40, 50, $60 for a haircut in a barbershop. You know, this isn't like house calls. Like some people think like charging $60 for house calls is expensive. In my opinion, that's actually cheap. You're actually cheating yourself. If you're charging someone $60 to a house call, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's cheap. But what I'm going to say is this. Don't the customer should not be upset that if I can do your haircut in 20 to 30 minutes that I should that they should pay less because, hey, you're doing it so fast. It, it seems like it's not taking you anything at all. It seems like it's so easy to do. OK, you go ahead and you try and do it yourself in 20 minutes. OK, not going to happen. Secondly, how long did it take this person to acquire the skills necessary to complete this sort of haircut in 20 to 30 minutes? It could have taken them 5, 10, 20 years to acquire the skills necessary in order to finish this haircut in 20 to 30 minutes. That's 5, 10, 20 years of mastery, hundreds, thousands of haircuts that they've had to accomplish and complete in order to Finish this haircut, your haircut, in 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes maybe 15 minutes. Not everyone can do that. It's just like a painter. Let's say you take a painter and they paint a beautiful masterpiece. And they're like, voila, it's done. And you, they do it in 15 minutes. They, You're like, wow, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm amazed. Thank you so much. And then you say the the, the inevitable question how much? And they're like, uh, $500. And you're like, whoa, $500 for this painting. You just did this. And it only took you 15 minutes and you're going to charge me $500 for this painting. Now let's be honest. It's one, one of a kind Two, how long did it take this, this artist to master and acquire the skills necessary to complete a painting in this sort of perfection in your eyes in 15 minutes? It probably took him 30 years to get to this point. So that is 30 years of his hard work. Of course, he feels like this is necessary. This is what he is worth, because at the end of the day, as the barber, as the artist, you should charge what you feel you are worth. Now, of course, there's perception versus reality, which I talked about that in another podcast. But you have to be realistic with yourself. Let's just be realistic with yourself. But the thing is. You have to charge what you're worth. 
it may have taken me 30 years to get to this point. Now, let's be honest. Also, once you get to that 20, even let's say let's cut it down to 15, because a lot of people can't even think to 20 years, 15, 20, 30 years. Imagine once you get to that point, you should be thriving. You should be reaping everything from throughout your career. This isn't a time like when you get to that, that point where you're 15, 20, 30 years in the game, you shouldn't be struggling. You shouldn't be making ends meet. You should be thriving. Of course, like who, who would want to work a job and they're at their 15, 20, 30 year mark and they're still struggling to make, make ends meet. They're still making the same amount of money they did when they first started, or they're still making the same amount of money as some young buck that's only been cutting hair for a year or two. If you know what I'm saying, no one wants to do that. Who wants to do that? No one. <laughs> it, it's just, it's absolutely insane. And a lot of people don't think of it like that. And in that mind state, but the thing is, like I said earlier, it goes back to education. You have to educate the clients and not all clients are educated on this. And it just is what it is. You know, as a barber, you have to find your, the right clientele for you. And I always tell people this, you know, find the right clientele for you. Do not let these cheap people dictate because at the end of the day, I always tell people they have it. Broke people are, look, here's the thing. That's, there's a reason why rich people are rich and broke people are broke. Broke people want to spend all their money to look rich and rich people just want to get richer. Most rich people, not all, you know, you do have the flashy rich people, but we're just talking about the majority here. A lot of broke people want to look rich and they spend their money trying to look rich. The thing is, if that's the case, if you got Jordans, if you got some Gucci's or whatever designer clothes are that are out there, look, I'm going to be honest, I don't wear designer clothes, so I don't really know much brand. So I can't really throw some off the, off my tongue. But what I'm saying is a lot of the broke people, they'll have these. Uh, these uh what do they call these uh these meaningless items I, I forget the i can't even think of the word that i'm looking for to describe this but they have these items oh, superficial items and they don't have money for a haircut they go months without a haircut they're trying to finesse you and and get you to drop the price down and they're trying to negotiate the price of a haircut that doesn't make sense to me if you have all this other stuff, you have money for a haircut. If you are willing to pay $25 for a haircut, then what's $30? It's only five more dollars. Let's just be honest, guys. If you do not have an extra $5 in your budget for a haircut, there's some things that you're probably doing wrong within your budget. If you don't have an extra $5 for a haircut, or let's see even an extra $10 for a haircut, you're doing something wrong especially if you don't get your haircut. It's different if you get your haircut every week because, hey, at the end of the day, that's 40 extra dollars per month, $480 per year. So I get it. You know, it's like, okay. And especially if you hold a tight budget, not most people don't even hold a tight budget. Most people don't budget their money. Most people don't uh, balance their, their checkbook or their bank account, stuff like that. But you know, $480, if you have a tight budget, you know, that could, that, that's, a, that's a lot of money, $480 per year. That's a lot of money that can go towards a lot of other things. Now, now here's the thing. Most people have it. I'm, I'm trying to tell you a lot of people waste their money. If you could really go back and look at your finances, you pull back the books, you, you break down where every single dollar is going. Like, where's this going? There's money coming in, money coming out. You, you budget as far as entertainment, food, you calculate all the bills, all of your uh, household items and things like this. If you calculate, calculate everything and don't spend a penny over, trust me, you, they've got the money. I'm trying to tell you, I, I try and tell people this all the time. They have the money. Let me go to the comments for some questions. So Craig Davis, I see you. What up? He says, how will you compete with other barbers if you're charging 30 and the, and the shops are charging less? Ooh, that, that's a tricky question because he's saying, how will you compete with other barbers if you're charging 30 and the shops are charging less? The thing is, you have to find the right clientele because there is clientele out there that's willing to pay 30. 
now here it becomes tricky because here's the thing you have to if that's the scenario that you're in you have to do things that other people aren't doing you have to step up your level of professionalism you have to be on time you have to make the people want to pay you thirty dollars versus let me just go over here and take a little cheap haircut you have to show people why you're charging thirty dollars versus the other people that may be charging 25 20 dollars because people can see the difference now here's the thing like those other other shops that are charging who knows 20 25 who knows maybe 15. there's probably some problems that come along with paying 15 to 20 dollars you know the, the the saying is so true in that you get what you pay for because we all know and i've been through this i'm pretty sure you guys or anyone who's listening or watching this have been through this you get what you pay for you want to pay something you know you you're just like ah this time i don't want to do pay this little extra for this i'm just going to cut a corner and i'm gonna just do it this way but then you go back to start thinking you recollect man this is nothing like when I used to pay the full price for this, like I, I see why this, and then maybe the quality is just not as good. And, and let's just be honest, just because you're charging more for a haircut doesn't mean that necessarily that you're a better barber. And a lot of customers think that, you know, if you're charging more money, it means that it's going to be better. You know, you have to be the difference. Now, look, if you're the only barber that's charging $30 in your shop and everyone else is charging 20 or 25 you have to be the difference that you're trying to be you have to be the change that you're trying to create be different stand out be willing to greet every client be willing to dress differently be uh willing be willing to have a different conversation not cursing not smelling like cigarette smoke not sm smelling like weed not being late you know being on time being courteous clean and sanitary because there's a lot of barbers that cut corners Craig Davis, uh, or okay, Trent Smith says I would pay 30 if it's the way I want it every time. Hey, that's the thing. And that's another thing. It's also hard to find a good barber. And of course, you know, me being here in Dallas, I noticed, look, there's so many barbers and there's so many barber shops. It always makes me wonder, man, they're, because I see some people and I cut people's hair all the time and I'm, and I'll have the conversation with them and they're like, man, my barber this, my barber that. And then I hear this a lot, like, oh, this is the best haircut I've had. And I'm just like, wow, there's some bad barbers out here. And I don't mean bad, meaning Michael Jackson bad. I mean, bad as in not good. So it's just kind of funny and then what also happens is a lot of barbers end up opening up barber shops so i i see i see that a lot here in texas there are a lot of barber shops they're popping up everywhere but what ended up happening is what i noticed from a lot of the barber shops owners that i've talked to is they didn't like their current situation that's why they opened up a barber shop because they were like hey i want to do it the way i want to do it so i'm going to open up a barber shop and that sucks because that means a lot of barbershops are not doing what they're supposed to, which I can wholeheartedly agree with that because in my time since being here in Texas, I, I go around and I pop in and out of barbershops and I like say what's up to the people, just, you know, just saying what's up, showing some love. And I see a lot of things that are wrong. A lot of these barbershops are not run properly. People are running them like playgrounds and that's not good. You know, they, they're not leaders. They're not professional. And it, it's, it's really poorly managed and poorly run. And you can see it by the way, just if you just spend 15 minutes in the shop, you it'll tell you a lot. Like it, it, most shops, it won't take me more than five minutes to understand how well this shop is run. And if the owner is a true leader and in some shops, it, it only takes me one minute, less than a minute. I'm going to be honest. There's, there's been one shop I walked in and immediately I was like, yeah, this shop is not, it's not managed properly. It's not run properly. And actually there's been quite a few, uh, I'm sad to say. <laughs> Craig Davis says my barber is professional and on time, but he's not charging 30. Hey, that's good for you, Craig Davis. Hey, that's good for you. That is good for you, man. Trent Smith says he pays $15 every time, but I tip $10 every time. So it's 25, but my barber gets a $10 tip. 
and it makes them want to cut my hair again. Yeah, you know, gratuity is good as well, but there's also a strategy that some barbers actually do when it comes to gratuity. They What they do is this. Let's say I charge $40, $45 for a haircut, right? But, and here's another thing. Let's, let's break this down a little bit. I think this might be the last subject before I get into actual questions. Uh, this, here, here's one thing about this. Yeah, yeah, uh, Malik123, sanitation. That's one thing, especially if you're a barber. Like, once you know better, and it's different, like, me before being a barber versus being a barber now, knowing the right from wrong, and I see things now, and I'm just like, wow, this is really bad. I would never, you know, like, when you look at some situations, like, whoa, this is grossly, grossly. But anyway, let me get back on track. So here's a little trick that some barbers do. And I'm going to put you guys up on some game, what some barbers would do. So let's say I charge, you know, what I charge is $30, right? So let's say I charge $30, right? And the next barber over next to me charges $20. And you're a customer, you come in, you come to me first because, hey, I look professional. I look cool. You know, I don't smell like anything. I don't look crazy. I'm well-groomed. I'm dressed to the T. I look professional. I greet you like a professional. But then you see the guy over here. He's got a tank top, shorts, flip-flops on. You know what I'm saying? He got some headphones on. So you're like, hey, how much for a haircut? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to do this. All right. I'm like, and I tell you, it's $30. And you're like, oof, man. I've, you know, you're, you're used to paying $15. Let's say you're used to paying $50 for a haircut. So you look at me like, oof, man. $30. Like, how much you charge? So he looks over the other guy. It's like, how much you charge? And he's like, 20. He's like, cool, bet. And then he looks at me, he says, hey, no hard feelings, man. You know, on the budget, you know what I'm saying? Money's a little bit tight. And I'm like, okay, I understand completely. So he goes over to the other barber. Now, he what he does is he gets his hair cut. He's like, ooh, ooh, this looks good, man. He's like, oh, could you put the razor on me? Boom. He puts the razor on him, does some little extra, whatever, whatever. Then the price bumps up to $30 because what some barbers do is they charge extra money for putting the razor on you. They charge extra money for pulling out this or doing some enhancements. So let's say he wanted some enhancements and he got the razor put on him. Now the price of that haircut is $30. Now with my haircut, that is all included. I don't charge you extra for enhancements. I don't charge you extra to put the razor on you. That's all included in the $30. Now, does the client know that? No, he doesn't. But that's just a hard reality that he will have to learn, obviously, firsthand. And who knows? Maybe he liked the haircut. Maybe he didn't like the haircut. Whatever the case may be, the price came out the same. And that is what some barbers do. Here's the second thing some barbers do. What some other barbers do is this. So let's say I'm charging 30. Client comes in, same client. He says, hey. I want a haircut. He doesn't come to me first because, hey, I'm the guy who's wearing headphones. I, I have a tank top. I have shorts on. I have flip flops on. I'm that guy. But on the flip side, there's the other barber who's professional, like I was in the prior example. But he's professional. He goes to him and he says, hey, how much are your haircuts? And this guy says $45. But here's what he does. He decides to take that chance. So he's like, okay, boom. All right. Because, hey, he doesn't like my appearance. So I paid the price for not being and looking professional. So he goes and gets that haircut for $45. He goes ahead and pays. Maybe let's say he doesn't tip. So the guy who charges $45, I look over him and say, oh, cool, man. Like, oh, you know, cool. You got the client. Did he tip you? I ask. He says, no. And then I'm like saying to myself, because I'm the $30 barber, I'm charging $15 less than him. And I'm like, oh, man, they didn't even tip you, man. He's cheap. But unbeknownst to me, this barber that charges $45 incorporates gratuity into his price already. So there's no need for him to worry about getting gratuity. Some barbers do this. Now, this is just a little game. Just These are two different examples of how you can finesse a customer and how you can actually work what your way around not getting the tip or whatever because some people worry about tips some people don't me personally i don't worry about tips 
I really don't because I slightly incorporated into the price, but I also, and that's why I charge just a little bit more. Now let's be honest, $30 in my opinion is not a lot for a haircut because I know plenty of barbers that are charging way more for haircuts. But some of you guys might think that $30 is a lot for a haircut. Me personally, I don't think it's a lot. You know, if I were charging 50, I would think it's a lot, but if I were be to be charging 50 or whenever I get to that point where I'm charging $50 for a haircut in a barbershop, it's going to be worth it and I'm going to be damn good. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, there are a few different ways you can work your way around the system. So for whoever that was that said they pay $15 for a haircut, but then he gives them a $10 tip every time. You know, depends on how you look at it. You know, some barbers, they incorporate it. Like I said, you can incorporate a gratuity into your price to where you don't have to worry about customers uh, not tipping you or whatever the case may be, or people just stiffing you because some people, some barbers, I've seen barbers, waitresses, bartenders, they get offended when people don't tip them. And I get it. You know, you're working for tips. You know, your hourly is like, what, $3 an hour. So you're relying on this gratuity every day. And I get it, you know, but the thing is, if you do a bad job when you have bad service, you have bad professionalism, bad customer service, you know, if it's just, it's just, you know, right is right and wrong is wrong at the end of the day. But you can incorporate this into your price. So this is just another way for you guys to think outside of the box, you know, because there are plenty. I've seen plenty of shops out here in Dallas where they'll charge you extra enhancements. They'll charge you extra to put the razor on you. They'll charge you extra just to pull out the scissors and do scissors on your hair. I've seen shops like this. So the price might say $20 and it might it might visually look appealing to your optics, but at the end of the day once that cape comes off and they tell you the price, you can be like, "Ooh, $35." Like the sign said 20, but then you're like, "Oh, extra for an extra for the razor, extra for enhancements, extra to do scissor work." And then boom, you're paying $35. And then, hey, you should have just went right down the street in the first place instead of waste your time. But at the end of the day, you live and you learn. That's just life experience. <laughs> what up, Torn Brown? I see you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's just uh yeah, it's just like some high-end restaurants. Trent Smith says I could pay $15, but I like to make my barber want me to come back and it honestly works yeah you know hey if it works it works i'm not gonna say it doesn't or i'm not gonna say it does or one is better than the other you know there are plenty of different little tactics on how to make money and all that other stuff uh reality check says i used to pay 124 cut plus 24 20 or more in tips but i only cut my hair once or twice a year my stylist was amazing i still prefer men's cuts to be honest Hey, and that's the thing. Look, like I was saying earlier, reality check. You're paying one twenty plus a twenty dollars or more for a tip, but you're only getting your hair cut. You said once or twice a year, so it's it's worth it. Even if if a reality check was paying two hundred and fifty dollars for a haircut once or twice a year, it's worth it. It's worth it. If that's all you have to pay for for once or twice a year to look good. Because at the end of the day, if you're, and that's another thing too, you have to market yourself for certain clientele. Like you, th that's the beauty of being a barber. And we're about to wrap up this podcast here shortly. That's the beauty about being a barber. You can market yourself to certain clientele. You don't have to, you do not have to worry about dealing with these broke clients that want to just, just try and like negotiate the price who want to be cheap who, who wants to be so picky and blah, blah, blah. They want to be late to appointments. They want to no show and blah, blah, blah. That's the beauty of this industry. You can pick your clientele. You can market yourself to a certain clientele and you use social, social media marketing to your advantage. You can easily do so. If you want to be the barber that only cuts black people, cool, you could do that. If you want to be the barber that only want to cuts white people hair, cool, you could do that. If you want to be the barber that only cuts Asian, white people's hair, you can do that. But if you want to be a versatile, diverse barber, you need to put a variety of haircuts throughout your timeline on Instagram or wherever you uh, do your social media marketing. You need to have some diversity because what people that is, uh, at the end of the day, it's not like the old days where you got a, a book, a portfolio of Polaroids and stuff like this, headshots. And, you know, you like, oh, these are my cuts. No, Instagram is your portfolio. So when people look at your portfolio, 
potential clients, they're going to say or look through your portfolio and say, wow, this guy only has black people on his haircut. Okay, I'm a white guy. Okay, I don't think he's going to be able to cut my hair because, hey, he doesn't know that you're capable of doing this. Who knows? You might be high, more than highly capable of, of actually achieving the look that he needs. But he doesn't know that based off of your portfolio. So I always tell people, like, if you want to be a versatile barber, if you want to have different clientele come throughout your door and not be pigeonheld to a certain type of clientele, a certain ethnic group, add some diversity to your Instagram page. And that's what I try and do. A lot of times, like, I don't like to post just black people or just white people or just Mexicans or this or that, because I don't want people to think like, Oh, he's that barber now. And I'm pretty sure you guys either know a barber or have seen a barber on their Instagram page where you go through their timeline and a lot of the haircuts and the hairstyles are similar. I've seen it all. I see it actually all the time. And I just looked at myself and at the end of the day, that's what they're going to going to attract. It's like the law of attraction and it's just like some things in life. You, if whatever energy you put out into the atmosphere is the energy that's going to be reciprocated towards you. And that's just what it is. You have to ask some diversity. If you want to get that different clientele, cool. And the beauty of it, like I said, you can market towards more executive clientele, which has a different type of look. They're not going to, most of them aren't going to really have skin fades and things like that. Maybe slightly longer haircuts. And if you want to market yourself towards that, you can. And the thing about that is the beauty of it is one, those people have money. You already know that these, these executives and corporate people, they have money. Um, so the thing, the other good thing is they're willing to pay more for a haircut because one, they're probably used to it already. And three, those type of people don't hang out in hood barbershops. Those type of people don't hang out in a super cuts and things like that. They go, they like to pay a premium for this. You know, there's a reason they're, they're driving certain types of cars. There's a reason they live in a certain type of environment. There's a, there's a reason why they hang with a certain type of circle. Birds of a feather, eagles fly alone. Want to fly with the crows, fly with the eagles. You know what I'm saying? It just, that's just how it works in life. You know, you're not going to see this rich person or this highly successful person hanging out in the hood, slumming it. You know, there are some cases, but those people are idiots. But we're talking about the majority here. We're talking about the majority. Those type of people aren't doing those types of things. They're hanging out with a certain type of people. They're hanging out with a certain group. You are going to see them only in certain situations. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Diversify your clientele on Instagram. Now, look, perception versus reality, they're all two different things. Like I always tell you, perception might be one thing, but the reality is another. Here's the thing. The reality might be that you only cut white or black or Mexican people's hair, whatever the case may be. You may only cut their that type of hair, the reality. But the perception might be on your Instagram portfolio that you cut Indian hair, Mexican, Asian, white, black, mixed people's hair, all types of different styles. You do designs, you do nice fades, you do nice texture and styling, all that nonsense. That's the perception on Instagram. That is the perception of your portfolio. But in reality, you're doing these types of haircuts solely because here's the thing. You can market out to people. You could you could reach out to people and say, hey, I need a model for blah, blah, blah. You can say, DM me. I need a hair model for so-and-so. It's a free haircut, but at the end of the day, this haircut can attract you more business. A lot of people do this. I've done this myself where if I'm looking for a certain style, especially for a YouTube video or something, or just something that can just be different on my timeline on Instagram. I do this all the time where I'm like, dude, let me cut your hair because I need this style. Like you have the perfect style that I'm looking for that I want to kind of mess up on my timeline and just show something a little bit different. <laughs> Reality check says my IG is so weak. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the thing about Instagram. It's one of those things where you can, it's work, like social media is work. And that is if you're trying to build a following or if you're trying to attract certain 
clientele. Like it's work. You got to work at it because the bad part is you got to be consistent at it. You got to be in people's face all the time because the Instagram is like, it's, it's so finicky and, and the people they're so fickle on Instagram because they'll like you one minute and forget about you the next. So you got to be in people's faces all the time, reminding them like, Oh, Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah I didn't forget about them. Oh, cool. Boom, boom, boom. So like me, my, me personally, I just started posting more on Instagram because before I would say probably three, three, four months ago, I really didn't care about Instagram. I'm going to be honest. I was just, I post here whenever and whatever, but now I'm trying to be more consistent on Instagram. But of course, if you guys, uh, I've subscribed to this YouTube channel, you probably know already that I'm really consistent here on YouTube, this form of social media, because I really care more about YouTube than Instagram, but I'm trying to be more consistent on Instagram, but it is what it is. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Torn Brown says Mexicans fall in the white category as well. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mexican hair that like some Mexicans, they, they have really good hair to fade. And I noticed Indian people have really good hair to fade. <laughs> Torn Brown says he knows a barber who charges $100 for a cut. That's BS. If he thinks someone would pay that much for a haircut, it, it's never that serious. In my opinion, Torn Brown, I, I'm going to be honest with you. While I was on vacation in Florida, I charged my friend a hundred dollars for a haircut. He he needed a haircut. He was like, "Hey, I got a party tonight. Come over, cut my hair." And all I did was a fade. I styled his hair actually for him, and I showed him how to style his hair to achieve the look that. And he liked the look how I styled it. And I saw, and you know, kind of educated on educated him on how to style his hair. But did the fade hundred bucks. I have another buddy here in Dallas. I charge him a buck twenty. I do his haircut and beard. Easy haircut. You know, most most haircuts are pretty easy nowadays. But what I'm saying is, trust me, like I said, for the people that say, oh, I'm used to paying twenty dollars. There is a market for people that are willing to pay hundred or more for a haircut. The market is out there. I'm just trying to tell you guys, don't shortchange yourself in this game. Do not be surprised when people want to tip you fifty hundred dollars. I've gotten fifty dollar tips before. I've gotten hundred dollar tips before. None of this stuff surprises me because I've seen it before. I've been there. I've walked through the shadows. So it's different when you get to the situation and this is your first time at the dance and you're just like starstruck and you're in awe of everything. And you're just like, wow, I can't believe this. Whoa. And then the, people can see that because you're like, oh, this, who's this little whippersnapper? Like, you know, this guy look, act like he ain't never been anywhere before. You got to relax. There's a market of people that are willing to pay 30, 40, 50, $100 for a haircut or more. So don't be surprised by that. I try and tell people this all the time. Uh, Embiid says, why did you charge 120? Because that's what I charge. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to, how else to put that, but that's just how I calculate some of my house calls. I talked about this before. And I'll briefly talk about this before I get off this podcast because we're almost at the stopping part, the stopping point. But I'll break down how I do my house calls and how I calculate my house calls. So I base it off of how much I charge in the barbershop, which is $30. $30 for a haircut, $15 for a beard. And what I do is this. So I calculate how much time it will take me to do this haircut. So let's say I get a call to the shop. Hey, I need a house call. Boom, come over right now. I got you. Boom. I, I calculate how much time it would take me to leave the barbershop to go there and come back. Let's say it takes me two hours, right? I know I can complete two haircuts within an hour, right? So he's going to pay for all of the haircuts that I'm going to miss at the barbershop. So for me being gone two hours and missing four haircuts, which is $120, he's going to make up that $120. Boom. I get paid $120 and a tip so let's say it comes out to 150, got paid 150, come back to the shop and I'm back at it. Smooth transition. Now you could charge. That's just what I do. Look, you can do whatever you want. So things are always different. So you, like I said, you can do whatever you want. But what I also do is this. I also do a calculation of mileage. So if I'm going out somewhere, let's say the distance is a little bit further, I would do a mileage calculation. So I would calculate the mileage times whatever amount. I haven't done uh, mileage calculations in a while. I think I've only done it once. I just actually, I was like, eh, I was like, it's okay. But I prefer to just do the calculation of 
of my time. So I just look at the time and the time it actually takes me to cut the hair and all that stuff. So that's cool. But that's going to wrap up this podcast. I appreciate you guys for watching. Do not forget, you can listen to this on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Just type in I Do It Barber, I-D-O-I-T space Barber, and you can find my podcast there. I'm going to get out of here because I don't like these to be too long because people visually, once they see something over an hour or even 50-something minutes, they start to freak out and have a panic attack like, oh, but there's a lot of jewels in it. But I, I always don't get that. Like if something is worth listening to it's, it, and if something is worth getting the knowledge from, why not listen to it? You do a lot of stupid other stuff on Instagram, looking at girls shaking their butts, looking at stupid people fighting, looking at people singing and making funny faces, all, ty all types of stupid stuff. Why not soak up this knowledge? If you're serious about the craft, soak up this knowledge. So for those of you that are watching, shout out to everyone that's watching because you can get some of these jewels every week that I drop on this podcast every Wednesday, 930 Central Standard Time, PM, if you know what I'm saying. But I'm going to get out of here. Like I said, appreciate you guys for watching. It's your man. I do it. Signing out. I will holler.